Hello, everybody. My name is Garrett. And this is Javen. And welcome back to Cross Country Comets. So, not a ton has happened uh, recently in gaming news, movies, TV shows. Not a ton has been going on as of recent. Um, so, we were kind of thinking about it, coming up with things to talk about. And we have a few things to talk about. I will say they're fun and interesting and have happened over this past year. Um, and a few upcoming, but there hasn't been anything like, oh my gosh, what a, like, I, I need to speak about this so much. Um, thing is, we're not get grasping for straws. I just want everyone to know that we're not just being like, oh, we have to put content out. No, we're just like, the last two episodes have been stuff where we're like, oh my gosh, we're so excited to talk about this. And this is like, yes, we're excited, but not a ton of new news has been happening. Yeah, and it says because like when we were on our, as Garrett said it like fifteen times, hiatus. That <laughs> during the hiatus, there was so much to talk about, and it sucks. Like we we lost a lot, a lot of opportunities to talk about what we talk about now. Then, but uh, but yeah, right now it just sucks. The timing isn't great. But again, like, not a lot of stuff has come out because a lot of stuff that's going to come out is going to uh, come out in, like, spring, summer, stuff like that. So 2024 is going to be a lot of a lot of new stuff, a lot of stuff happening. But right now, it's Christmas time. Everyone's chilling, holiday time, New Year's is coming up. So it's a lot of breaks for a lot of people. So, again, not a lot of gaming news. The only gaming news that I know of is the GTA 6, but that's pretty much it. And then literally movies, we'll get into that in, uh, in a second. But yeah, not a lot happening. But these the stuff we're talking about now, we haven't talked about. So I say let's get straight into it, unless you got something else to say. Not really. I think this one will be posted either before or after because we will be doing a Christmas episode. Hey guys, post-production Garrett here. So as you guys probably noticed, we did not have a Christmas episode come out. That is because we were doing Christmas stuff and hanging out with our families and didn't really have time to get to it and record it. So as you guys know, family comes first with us. So thank you guys so much for understanding. I hope you had an incredible Christmas and I hope you have a very happy new year. All right, back to the podcast. Um, yep. This will be posted probably after that. So yeah. we are recording this beforehand, but... Keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, uh, we hope you guys have been enjoying that we're back permanently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the first subject and topic that we're going to talk about, Jabin is going to introduce. Star Wars, specifically. First, I want to get into um, something that Garrett doesn't know about, because we're going to talk about Ahsoka after this. But I want to get into some new news that none of us Star Wars fans knew uh, until Adam Driver had an interview a few days ago. Well, when this episode posted, like a week ago, probably. Um, Adam Driver and J.J. Uh, J. Abrams, uh, obviously the director you know, yeah. of Star Wars Episode 7, had the idea for Kylo Ren to be completely different than what he was in the movies. Do, are you enticed? Yes. I'm before intrigued. I say, before I say this, I just want to say I feel so robbed. 
because this is so freaking genius. And the sequels would have been so much better just off of this one thing that they changed because of Ryan Johnson. I hate Ryan Johnson so much more now. And here's why. Kylo Ren was supposed to be an opposite development of Darth Vader. Darth Vader, when we see him in episode four, he's he's riding on the dark side. Like, no one's going to entice him. But the further along you see, he's conflicted. Episode five, all of a sudden he's out as a son. Oh, crap, what's going on? Reach out to me, dude. Episode six, he fully goes into the good side. Everything like that, right? For Kylo Ren, it was supposed to be episode seven. Like, even when you see, remember when he says, uh, 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 I feel the pull, the pull to the light. Like, it's supposed to be him conflicted, and like him killing Han Solo, like that was conflicting. It was supposed to be him conflicted. Episode eight, he hones in more to the dark side. Episode nine, he's fully in, and ain't nobody changing him. That was supposed to be Kylo Ren's character. So he was supposed to be an irredeemable character. Yes. The one irredeemable character that we haven't gotten. Canon-wise. So that would have been... I feel so robbed. Because it would have been amazing. Because Adam Driver is one of my favorite things from the sequels. Probably in my top, top three. Probably top two, in my opinion. Adam Driver was amazing. I love the Kylo Ren character that he was still holding on to. Because yeah, people were saying, yeah, he's whiny, you know, he's pissy. But if I'm being honest, I loved Kylo Ren as a character, and I wish I get to I got to know him more before episode nine, because episode nine just and it's not even JJ Abrams' fault. Ryan Johnson just took episode eight and just knived out with it. Which he wasn't supposed to do. Um, but Adam Driver, he said that he still did his best to hone in that character, that feeling that him and J.J. Abrams still had into episode 8 and 9 until it was changed, like, last minute episode 9, because Adam Driver said, yeah, it was changed last minute for him. Like, he didn't know, because him and J.J. had a plan from the get-go. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I will say, I will say there's one thing that I like that the sequels did that wouldn't have been there if they went with that idea. And that's that I think in episode nine, Ben Solo is, I, I I wish they would have gone one of two ways with Kylo Ren. I wish they would have either gone full Sith like they were supposed to, and just like, he is awful and irredeemable, and oh my gosh, I love to hate this dude, that kind of character, or, or had him turn quicker to the light side and then have Ray swap places with him and turn to the dark side and actually like, don't, don't even put Palpatine in there, but like have her, have them switch sides essentially. Mm -hmm. So like turn him to the light, but turn her to the dark and then have them fight it out because Ben Solo, not Kylo Ren, Ben Solo was one of my, he was my favorite part of episode nine. He wasn't of me, and and it, it was because of the development. Like, when you see episode seven, like, he's conflicted. I love that. Like, that's like, okay, what is he going to be? I don't know. You know what I mean? Is he going to pull to the light? And then as soon as he killed Han Solo, you're like, oh, he, he's just trying to do whatever he can to stay in the dark. Like, I like that. And then episode eight, 
I didn't like it because Ryan Johnson broke Kylo Ren's mats for no reason. And but I did like the fact that he kept trying to be as bad as he could. I did like that part. Like he just was like just trying to mop Luke Skywalker on the floor. And I didn't like that he hesitated to kill his mom. I, I didn't even like the fact that he had a chance to kill his mom. I didn't like that at all. Um, but in episode nine, I love when he was killing people on that planet in that first like two seconds. I was like, yes, this is it. Baba Doom Return, whatever, you know. But the fact that he still kept going and like he still kept enticing Ray, I hated the fact that all of a sudden, off of one encounter, all of a sudden he's good. No character development whatsoever. If he would have turned good in episode eight, I would have understood that because episode seven. You know, getting pulled to the light. I don't know what to do. That makes more sense. But since he committed so much in episode 8 already, follow through. You can't just like that unless you actually have some buildup or like a sun that's in the light. Well, that's what I'm saying. I The buildup to the character, I did not like. The way Adam Driver acted it out. Because like, oh, here, yeah. here's, here's the thing. In the little bit of time that Ben Solo had, not Adam Driver, or not not uh, Kylo Ren, but Ben Solo, the way he acted Ben Solo out, there was so many little mannerisms of Han Solo and of um, Harrison Ford's character. Like, I mean, just think of the scene where he was fighting the Knights of Ren, and he was fighting, and he got surrounded, and he just kind of went... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and just kind of shrugged his shoulders, because it's like... That is literally something that Han Solo did when he was yep. ha- had his gun out and he was like, eh. episode six. Yep. Yeah. Because it's like there are so many little mannerisms that in the little time that he got to play Ben Solo, he played it so well. You He convinced yeah. you that he was Han Solo's son. And so if they would have fleshed that out more, like you said, if in episode eight, they went strictly light with him and like, OK, yes, he's turning to the good side. And they fleshed out Ben Solo a little more. And then, like I was saying, paved the way for Ray to go to the dark a little bit more. And instead of just throwing that idea in there, went through episode eight, developing that switch. And then episode yeah. nine was them defending those holds. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's my ideal sequel trilogy. Is that... And then Finn possibly becoming force sensitive way earlier and yeah. then training with Kylo because they hate each other. Oh my God. That so see, if, this is what I mean. Like we were so, can I just say like to all the people that don't like episode seven, I'm just going to say episode seven to me was a perfect movie. I don't care if it's just like the new hope it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be something that that uh, that uh, that we're supposed to like have a good feeling about or something familiar, plus a whole bunch of new questions, and it gave us that. I feel like Episode Seven was the perfect build up for a new sequel trilogy. I'm just gonna put that out right there. I loved yeah. everything about it. I am actually obsessed with Episode Seven when that came out, and I still am. Yeah, that to me that is a standalone movie. Like it goes for me Episode One through Seven. Like I put it in there. We're so we were so robbed of the possibilities 
for this trilogy because all we got was the most simplest piece of crap. Like when you really think about the plot, mm-hmm. it's so crappy. No, it is. Like, like episode seven is a new hope. Great, but it gave us questions. Okay, who are Ray's parents? What's her lineage? Cool, we all have theories. Episode eight. Okay, let's get these answers. No, you're not going to find out. I'm just going to uh, give you shock factor into thinking you're going to find out stuff, but not. Oh, Luke Skywalker doesn't like Jedi anymore. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Here you go. We're even to the point where Mark Hamill, one of the greatest people alive, God bless you, Mark Hamill, is opposing you. Mm-hmm. Like, even, even Sam Whitworth, probably the most hardcore Star Wars fan alive, that's Starkiller and Darth Maul. Um, Sam Whitworth, probably the greatest Star Wars fan other than Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. is opposing. So it's like, you can't give us a wonderful setup and then go in and treat the film that's supposed to be continuous like an independent film. Yeah. No, away it, from the whole series. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I, and again, here's the thing. I don't mind them killing off our old characters. I know a lot of people are like that. I, I grew up with them, but I didn't grow up with them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, my grandma did. My dad did. You know what I mean? Those are their characters. Like, they have their loop. That's cool. But for me, with this new generation, we're getting something new. Let's get our Luke. Let's get our Leia. Let's get our Han. You know what I mean? Like, let's get let's get our group going. Like our next one. Yeah, it doesn't make man. any sense, man. It but. sucks. But yeah, there's the news. Adam yeah. Drivers, Kylo Ren was supposed to be way different, bro. And I, if they would have kept that, the feeling of the sequel trilogy definitely would have changed, and I feel like it would have been better. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Uh. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, as far as like the whole Kylo Ren thing, it, it you know, not great news to hear because then it gets my expectations up and going for what could have been, and makes me disappointed for even more from what we got. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, Ahsoka. Yes. Yeah, so. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. So, did you want to start, or did you want me to? I'll start, and then you start with the other ones that we're going to talk okay. about. You'll be yeah. the focal point for that one. Um, You're Star Wars man today. Ahsoka is a masterpiece. <laughs> Dude, the fact that you said that, just like, you you almost seem like you were contemplating life. Ahsoka is a masterpiece. It is, because <laughs> like, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character from the show. Yeah. I can't. Like I can't hold it in anymore. Like she, she took that spot. I even have her lightsabers. She, she took that spot. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking about it. That's nuts. <laughs> but um, I loved everything about that show. Even when people like, there's some things that people hated about the show, like um. They they wish that uh, we were more into the process of unlocking the stuff that she was trying to unlock, like the star map. Mm-hmm. I was okay with us not figuring it out with her. 
because when you really look at the whole show, it's a it's about this one goal, and that one goal has such an emotional impact, not just for her, but for the galaxy. Yeah. Thrawn. We don't have time to go along with her to figure out those little like languages with the star maps or whatever. If we were playing a video game, sure. If we if it was like a a twenty five episode show with thirty to forty five minutes each episode, sure. You know what I mean? We could do those little side quests, but we don't. We only yeah. have eight or nine episodes. So just put in the most important stuff you can in there. And I was okay with that. I knew Dave Filoni would have if he had all those episodes, because that's his thing. He loves making filler inside episodes. I don't know why, but that's his thing. But I'm glad that we did it. And I don't care what anyone says about Rosario Dawson and her showing no emotion. That is the whole point. And they missed the point of the show. We don't have an emotional Ahsoka like we did in Clone Wars because, first of all, she's old now. She's not a freaking teenager, which means that all that stuff that happened when she was a teenager, all the death, all the destruction, all the stuff that she went through is catching up to her. So, of course, she's going to be a little morbid about life. I'm just saying that right there. I think she played Ahsoka perfectly. Okay, and especially having an apprentice and being cold with her, yes, makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, people don't understand the emotional toll that goes into a kid becoming a soldier and a commander killing off her people at the same time when she's, like, 13. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, and and I like that the show even told you that. And people are still... Like, being like, no, there's no emotion. And then we finally see emotion when she becomes Ahsoka the White. And I love that. You know what I mean? Like, that's character development. And we had that before the episode ended, so we still have more to go through. We got to see Ahsoka White in action, which is even better. Um, So that's great. Being Hayden Christensen. I, I, I have to ask you. When when did you watch episode one, two, and three? Like Star Wars one, two, and three, like Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Vengeance. When did you first watch them? So I was not as big of a Star Wars fan when I was a kid. Um, no, like when I was really young. Um, okay, but I remember my parents bought us on DVD Attack of the Clones first. Yeah. Because I was not aware of timelines and, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, Star Wars, yeah. So I watched Attack of the Clones on repeat when I was a kid. Um, so how, how old were you? I watched Attack of the Clones when I was... I want to say the first time I saw it, I was maybe eight or nine? And then when did you watch episode three? Ooh, I remember getting that on, like, my 10th or 11th birthday. And you watched it, right? Yes. Seeing him in his Revenge of the Sith outfit, we're going to talk about that first. Did that bring you back to when you were 10 or 11? Like, whoa, this is nuts. Like, did it bring you back to watching that as a kid again? 
Oh, dude, when he was walking through the smoke and you see Hayden, Darth Vader, Hayden, was like, bah, 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 and just like the lightning flashes, I was like, oh my gosh, that they're <laughs> like, I was literally sitting, okay. So when I'm reacting in front of people, like for a reaction, um, if I'm posting a video or something like that, which I haven't done many of those, but if I'm doing that or streaming or if I'm watching with friends, your reactions are exaggerated. So like on stuff that you normally be like, oh, that's cool. You're like, oh my gosh, if people are watching. And by yourself, you know, you just kind of be a little more calm. When I tell you I was watching it by myself and I was sitting here going with my jaw on the floor, that's not an exaggeration. Like I was sitting here going, you are kidding me. And then it went from jaw to the floor to the biggest smile on my face because it gave me just like flashbacks of when, like when they were on the bridge, Obi-Wan and him. And he was like, you took her from me. And just like seeing his eyes all angry and stuff like that. And then seeing his eyes turn from white to yellow in the flashback. I, that's the moment where I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, yep. My everything is done for today. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of, I'm about to cry right now, of <laughs> dopamine that I have with just that specific episode. I, I watched my very first Star Wars movie I've ever watched. Revenge of the Sith, which is probably the one that I shouldn't have watched, but my dad let me watch it. I saw, saw bits and pieces of like episode five and episode four and episode six, but like you, I didn't put them together. I was like five. But one that I always watched was Revenge of the Sith, and I was like six and seven when I was watching that, and I thought it was the craziest movie. The one thing all I knew about it was this guy named Anakin. And he had a blue lightsaber. That's all I knew. So I grew up with Hayden Christensen. Uh, he was my favorite Star Wars character for years, for over a decade. So I even my dad even bought like different renditions of his lightsaber for me when I was younger. Like growing up, he upgraded the same lightsaber, but like skinnier or fatter, like the ones at Walmart. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he would like give me those. That brought me back to that for a little bit, especially with the with this little spin, this, the Nick Gillard spin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that I I literally I watched it by myself too, and I wish I did it. I was screaming. Ask me how many times I watched that episode. How many times? Twenty-seven times, and counting. That's fair. That's and I'm still and I'm still crying. Now, now let, let's go into <clears throat> let's go into the first Clone Wars flashback on the Battle of Ryloth. Hearing Anakin's, I was already out because I, I knew that we we're gonna. Once I heard him, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna see the suit." We're gonna see Hayden Christensen in the Matt Lander suit. Like this is about to happen. 
being in there, joking around, and being serious, try like during war, like or snips. time. Mm, 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 mm. And and the and the and the the Soka actress. She was the same actress as Young Gamora. Yep, yep. She's she's so good. She understands. That's all I can say. She understands. She 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 got the assignment. Oh, 100%. Like, but the emotional toll, we we see the emotional toll in the Clone Wars TV show. But she like Anakin, she does her best to like get over it with jokes and we see her get more serious along to where she starts seeing something shifty about the council. Once she sees stuff is shifty with the council, she gets way serious really quick. And she doesn't really change from that. Um so seeing her in this emotional state at this time again uh, again when she's this little is amazing. Because we only see it not a lot, but we see it once in that one episode where she's flying and she's really confident that her squadron's going to make it out alive. And then all of them get jacked up. That's the one time we see her like regret every mistake she makes in that whole episode. So I like that we get to see them on the actual planet. And seeing her actually touch the clone troopers and actually like, like vibe with them like that. And Anakin, Hayden Christensen's Anakin going up and talking to Ahsoka. That is... Ever since Ahsoka, like after season seven of Clone Wars, after that came out, I've wanted to see Hayden Christensen and some kind of young Ahsoka to interact somehow. Like that was one of my dreams that I thought that would never happen because it would make Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith seem like they're together because for so long it didn't feel like it. Like I couldn't put the two together. Like two different times, George Lucas wasn't expecting, you know, to make Anakin have a power one. But now they feel together. You know what I mean? Now, like, it's all canon together. Just that. And then seeing her go crazy on the Siege of Mandalore, bro. I'm telling you, this actress got it. And that spin move, taking out uh, that mall, the... I forgot what they were called. Uh, the, the red something. The, I forgot <clears throat> what they were called. Death of, no, no, no. The red, red, red guard? Red... Mm. It's not the Red Guard. We know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. We know what we're talking about. And seeing Rex live action, even if it's for two seconds. And 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 our homeboy's voice though. I don't know. Just everything about that episode was just it was so needed for Star Wars. Let me just say, like all the bullcrap that's been coming out with Star Wars, we needed something good new but familiar mm-hmm. that gave us something new and familiar and that just shows that Dave Filoni just needs to be in charge of everything oh yeah no I think actually I'm I'm gonna look this up to confirm but I please don't think... no no please don't get my hopes up please don't get my hopes up Hold I on. know what you're thinking I want her gone <laughs> Um, let's see. But I, you know what? You know what I want her to be? Mm. I want her I want her to just be a producer. That's it. 
If, if she's trying ready? to get money off of Star Wars, I just want her to be a producer. You ready for this? Yes. Dave Filoni is chief creative officer at Lucasfilm now. Will be planning the planning the future of Star Wars films and shows. That's on Variety. Then we're okay. Because here's the thing. Let, let me talk about this. The episode one, two, or three controversy, you know, all the people saying, you know, it's not as good, you know, it's five, four, four, five, and six. But the reason why that, in my opinion, like, I know everyone's been hating on episode one, but it's a good story still. There's stuff that we don't like in it, but if we really look at it, it's continuous and it's a good story. And the reason why it's a good story is because George Lucas made the build up. He had an overall goal, and he made his overall goal without anybody tarnishing it. Because here's the thing. In episode one, the acting is not great by some actors. No. And then on no. top of that, the effects were in early VFX stages. Like, that was in no, early... He... Let me tell you this real quick. Lucasfilm made the technology that Pixar used for their first movie, Toy Story. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. I agree. I completely agree with that. So, like, the VFX were a little shaky on today's standards. Definitely. And the Definitely. acting was just... Eh. But here's the thing. Right. I consider the first movie great for two reasons. It built the world. Because 4, yes. 5, and 6 were like, oh, you see four to five planets maximum? Like We don't see <clears> a lot. No, you don't see a lot. It builds the characters. And 4, 5, and 6 great. But then episode one was like, oh, you have the High Council, you have all these Jedi Masters, you have Qui-Gon, uh, pod, pod, racing. pod racing, you have um, Anakin's mom, uh, young Anakin, and why he became a Jedi. Like, it builds the world, and it builds the characters in an amazing way, in my opinion. It made it, the galaxy feel bigger. So, so here's the thing. I, at my work... We sell this, or we just sold this. This is the last one. And here's why I love episodes one, two, and three. There's a few shaky parts, but overall, it built the world. Now I have this. It's the Star Wars timeline from the High Republic to the First Order. So yep. in it came this. So remember, in four, five, and six, there was four to five planets, maybe, somewhere around there. Yep. I have yep. an entire... This came with an entire map and for those just listening it is an entire galaxy map with hundreds of planets like all those little mm -hmm. words are one planet so in the entire star wars universe there wasn't much building before one it was nope. just four five and six that was it once one came then one then the clone wars and then two not in exact order but like all of this stuff started building the world and people are like oh as movies they aren't great there's a few iffy parts, but the fact that they created an entire fan base and universe, not created, but broadened those things, yep. makes them yep. super vital to the franchise itself. Exactly. And <clears throat> having the prequels gave that opportunity, even for uh, if you want to make movies or TV shows more in the original trilogy era in the galactic civil war era you can because now like in my mind like it would be sick 
AF if they made a freaking Rogue Squadron TV show on some of those planets that are in Clone Wars. Or even in or even in the sequels. You know what I mean? Maybe we we can get a different like point of view when they're on the Battle of Jakku, like in Battlefront. Or maybe like we can get a different point of view on, you know, maybe they fought on uh freaking uh Mandalore during the Galactic Civil War, like seeing the rebels and Empire going at it there. Like it, it gives you more of opportunity to be like, oh well. There might be more story to tell even in the original trilogy era. And isn't it funny how no one is touching the original trilogy, though? I've even noticed that. No one's touching it. And, and hmm. I'm wondering why. Because I want it. This could sound so weird. I want it to be touched, though. Because I want to see battles. I know. I knew you were going to do it. I want to <laughs> see battles in that era, though. Yeah. No, I. Did you know what? Dude, it would be. I'm sorry. I just got excited. Okay. Okay. The 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 inspiration off of Star Wars completely, like the way George Lucas just started it, like the very first Star Wars, nineteen ninety seven. The bad guys were supposed to be like Nazis, and then the uh, the rebels were supposed to be the allies, like the British, the Americans, French, stuff like that, right? This would be so crazy if they actually made a TV show of. Of just some battles during the Galactic Civil War, because and then give you that gritty World War II feeling of like a soldier, and it's crazy because they gave us a little bit in Rogue One, just a little bit, like how it would be. I want more of that though. I want that World War II grunge, like I want that Saving Private Ryan Star Wars. You know what I mean? That the intensity in that, I feel like would elevate the original trilogy so much. You'd be like, oh man. We need this hope because that's what Rogue One did for me. Like everyone dies just to get this one plan, just to get the plans of the Death Star. In my mind, I'm like, well, then we need someone just to like save us. And then we got Luke. You know, yes, you know yeah. what I mean. Like we know that like all Luke's gonna come through. I feel like if we had a, a TV show like that, it just elevate that war because we're not touching enough on it, in my opinion, because it, it lasted a while. Yeah, no, like, it was. It, didn't it last longer than the Clone Wars? Just as long, if not longer, I believe, because everyone in the galaxy knew about the the um, Empire. That's what I'm saying. The Empire ruled almost <clears throat> almost everything. That's the thing. Like they had, uh, they were everywhere. And the thing about the Rebels is that there wasn't a lot of them. So the it, the whole thing, the whole point is. This little small band of rebels is attacking this big old empire. I want to see the other stuff that they've done. Like, even in episode six, when Mon Mothma said, Many Bothans die to get this information. Let me see that mission. You know what I mean? I want to see some missions. I want to see them do the best that they can to take this empire down. I want to see the Battle of Yavin. We haven't seen that. I want to see the Battle of Yavin when the Empire comes back after the Death Star blows up. I want to see them come back and say, oh, we're going to take over your rebel base, and then the people trying to retreat to Hoth. I want to see that. You know what I mean? I I would love to see... The opportunities are so awesome. I would love to see something, and I know this this kind of deals with 
how and we haven't even touched on Ezra and everything like that. But um, oh when, when, but staying on the topic of like Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff and the the Galactic um, Empire. I I don't know why. Like this is a combination of a few different stories, but I would love to see like stories that no one has heard of. Because all we hear about is like the Skywalker stuff and how the Empire defeated and yeah, like little side stories. Like if take a clone who gets separated from his troop on a mission, take a planet like Dathomir and separate him from his troop. He has to learn how to adapt and survive on Dathomir. His chip never activates because of that, and then when the empire comes down on Dathomir and like starts eviscerating everyone, because I'm pretty sure they did that. They partially did that in Clone Wars. They partially did that, but there were still some survivors. So if they came down and like decimated the planet, found him. And then he was like, what are you guys doing? Like, like what about what was happening when I got abandoned? And then he has to fight against the Empire now because he's a clone who still thinks he has his orders and then realizes that everything's gone to crap and that they were being controlled the whole time. I mean, a story like that, and then he has to band together with people on Dathomir, um, and I'm just spitballing ideas here, but there is such a universe built that there are so many little stories. And Dave Filoni, who is a complete and total nerd in the best way possible. Yes. Um, yes. E- even if they brought in, I would love it if they brought in, um, what's his name that did Starkiller? Um, Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. If they brought in Sam Witwer for more things as like a creative director, because I've seen many, many, many videos of like, there's a story where he, they were talking about um, The Force Unleashed. And Dave Filoni yeah, and all those guys, yeah, they were talking about how he would meditate and put together his lightsaber. And Sam Witwer spoke up and he was like, they were like, okay, yeah, he finds inner peace and slowly puts together his lightsaber. But every time they shot the scene, Sam Witwer would like be super tense and would like act like he was forcing the pieces together. And by like the third time, Dave Filoni was like, dude, why are you doing that? Like he is supposed to be meditating and putting lightsaber together and Sam Witwer goes, he doesn't know how to meditate. He, he's a Sith that Darth Vader wouldn't have taught him how to meditate. He, and that's why the force unleashed is so good. Like his version of meditating is trying to force the pieces together because force is all he knows. And well, Flo- it's not the force is all he knows. It's like the force is mine. It's not something that's with me. It's mine. No, I'm saying I'm like forcing, forcing things is all he knows. Yeah, And so it's like, he's, and that, that made Dave Filoni go, oh shoot, you're right. And so get people like that, get people who are so aware of the universe that they can just create stories here and there that would fit the narrative of what the Star Wars is in different time periods. Like if they made a High Republic show and how stuff was back then with like Darth Plagueis and Darth, yep. uh, uh, was it Mal- Malachis? Mal- Mal- Malachith. Malachith. No, that's Thor. No, yeah. Sorry. How How did Thor get it? Malgus? Is that what it was? Maybe. 
but Darth like s- stuff in the High Republic with them or stuff diving deeper into the Galactic War and stuff diving deeper. Heck, I mean, stuff diving deeper into um, <laughs> like take take um, Battlefront 2 for an example, the, the story from Battlefront 2 that depicted Luke phenomenally. It like that's the best depiction of Luke in any type of media we've ever had, in my personal opinion. And and that's <clears throat> it's so sad. Mm-hmm. But and and I hate the people that are saying that the Star Wars Battlefront Two campaign was horrible because it was one of the greatest things ever. Because what people don't understand is when you're telling a new story, even if it's in and in like intertwined with the old story, it's so important to look it through a new character's perspective. And like, having, I, I feel like people need to get out of that. Having someone who is so intricate to the Empire, like Iden Versio, who is a special operations leader, yeah. then after the Empire falls, someone who's so close that she talks, the one of the first ones to talk to the hologram of the Empire, or of the Emperor. Like, she's that high up in the chain who then is like, okay, yeah, da 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 and then sees everything they're doing, and is like, this isn't what I signed up for. Stories like that yeah. is, they're so captivating. And the fact that and, they would... And... No, go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, go ahead I was going to say, the fact, the fact that they would build that for a video game, like, that type of story should have been made for, like, a multiple season TV series, or a full-on, full-budget movie of, hey, there's this character with conflicting ideas, but they decided to, and I'm not even mad about it, they decided to put it into a video game with incredible mechanics, incredible gunplay, and a story that's just like, okay, I can see how someone would defect from the Empire to the Rebels, after everything disbands. And then she doesn't even agree with everything the rebels are doing afterwards. And so making complex characters like that is something that the sequels especially missed. They tried, but they did not do it right. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to have to agree with you 100% on that. And the one thing that I love about the video game, so it's about it from two. It gave you what happened after the Death Star blew up. What did the Empire try to do? And it gave us that. Since, since, since Dark Empire isn't canon anymore, it gave them something new to be like, you know what? Let's put a little spin into it, Disney. How about rock with this? You know what I mean? And it's cool because it gave us somebody new. And they coincided with our old characters perfectly. Like, Leia was perfect. Leia was perfect. That was her. It was awesome seeing her get down in Naboo. That was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Like, just like you said, it's crazy that we got that in a video game. Like, you and I got to experience that firsthand. It's, and I mean, it's nuts. The game depicted Luke better than the sequels did at all. Like, overall, <clears throat> by, one, by one line. He said one line that made that Luke better than the sequel's Luke. And that's when the guy who was walking with him, I forget his name, but the guy from the Special Forces that he was helping, and Luke was just like, you asked for help, so I'm here. So that was one line that I was like, this, this Because is, you asked. Because you asked. And that's the one Luke, one line that Luke was like, 
interesting. And then he said one after that where he was like, well, I know the, the, the special forces guy. He's like, well, the Empire is not right. I know that. But what else is there? The rebels? And Luke goes, no. No. There's being better. And just that one line alone is like, he is so wise that he knows even the rebels are screwed up about some things. So just be a better person and do what you can to improve the galaxy. So that version of Luke is the perfect representation of Luke that we have ever had. That's who, that's who Luke is. And, and if we're going to get a little nerdier, and I'm so mad that this is a canon. If we're going to get a little nerdier, even in the comic books, he's the same way. Because when, when Palpatine comes back, which he does in the comic books too, that's why I'm not mad at the movies for that. I'm mad about how they did it. But, um, but when Palpatine comes back, and then he has his new apprentice, Mara Jade, you know, the, the orange-haired girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, her mission was to kill Luke. But then Luke found the best in her and then married the woman. Like, that, that's Luke. He looks at his adversary and says, I want to get married. Like, that, that's just who Luke is. So the fact that we didn't get that with the sequels is we get a completely different. How are you going to marry a Sith apprentice and try to murder your nephew? Who barely even ate in the dark side table yet? He had a dream. That was it. Let me say that one more time. How are you going to marry a Sith apprentice and murder your nephew off of a dream that barely might happen? Because here's the thing if we take the ideologies of the light and dark side. So you have what Yoda said, fear leads to hate, hate leads to anger, anger leads to suffering. So in the sequels, they claim that he had a moment of weakness and he wasn't actually going to kill him, but he got scared. So Luke, the guy who brought down the entirety of the empire turned Darth Vader back to the light side and then married Mara Jade in, I don't know if it's canon, but He's not anymore. Unfortunately. But married Marjade, that's Luke's character, did all that, and then for some reason had so much fear that he drew his lightsaber against his nephew for a bad dream. Luke Luke is not a person who has that kind of fear because that fear leads to the dark side, which he turned away from. Let me add on to that. Because you made a great point, but there's one thing that they missed too. Luke, not like any other Jedi that has been trained yet, Luke is the only adventurous one. He's always been the one without fear. He wants to discover the unknown. He always looks to the stars. That's something that Yoda didn't understand. That that he felt like uh, was a weakness that Luke proved to be uh, not a weakness but an improvement. He looks in the places that the Jedi never looked. That that's why. Like, am I about to say this? Did I, wait, 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 before I say this, 
why am I having a newfound respect for Luke Skywalker right now? Maybe because in the original way he was supposed to be written, he was supposed to be the most respectable character in all of Star Wars. Okay, yeah. Okay, then, then let me say this really quickly then. This is why Luke is supposed to be the greatest of all time. He's different. And it's not that he's different. He has a new outtake of what a Jedi could be. So he he isn't like a traditional Jedi, and that's another reason why I don't like the fact that he had the uh, the sa- the sacred Jedi text, because that just makes him right to, into the way the prequel Jedi were, which they weren't good. No, you know what I mean. There, there's a reason why they all died. It's because they suck. <laughs> like they their way of living sucked, and that's the whole point of Luke is that he has this new way of living. Not only is he trying to figure it out, but he doesn't have the same restrictions as the Jedi do. The restrictions that the prequel Jedi had led them, I feel like, led some of them to be bad. Like Count Dooku. The restrictions that the Jedi had, we see in the Tales of the Jedi. The restrictions that they had, Count Dooku was like, oh, y'all are tripping. Even Qui-Gon was like, y'all is tripping. I'm not trying to be a part of this castle. Y'all suck, but the reason why I'm here is because this is the best way. This is the best way I know how to use the light side. So I don't care about y'all. But I'm just gonna keep, keep going. So like that shows you that if he, if Luke, uh, yeah, if he does grab the sacred Jedi text, then yeah, he would be this person. But that's not who Luke is. He he would be his own, make his own counsel, which he did by the way he feels like is the best way of living. So if so you, that fear, he doesn't have it. And, and here's the thing. <clears throat> this is why, in my opinion, video games are doing so much better of a job representing Star yes. Wars than the shows yes. and the movies ever did. Because you have Luke yes. from, from Battlefront 2, who was incredible. You have yes. um, Cal Kestis from the Jedi Survivor series, who, um, or Je- Jedi, whatever, Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order. You have Cal Kestis, who in Jedi Survivor, you haven't played it. Would you mind if I talk about it? No, no, I, I watched the stuff. Don't worry, oh, cool. you just keep going. So you have oh, Cal- disclaimer, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for Jedi Survivor. Um, so you you have him where he almost falls to the dark side. He ooh, he gets really close because yep. they killed because uh, of Bode because what a Bode yep. did. So you have him almost fall to the dark side. And then he gets brought back by Mirren. And after the game and everything, he does kill Bode. Because that's the thing. Jedi's whole thing in the Old Republic and everything was like, oh, well, we only use it for defense. Like, it's never a good idea for to attack. kill your opponent or attack or anything like that. Thing is, sometimes it's necessary. And Cal Kestis does that and shows that perfectly. Because... Even after he turns back to the light side, you still have the ability to go full dark side and pull out yep. your lightsaber and go nuts on people. But it's not. Yep. It, it says embracing the darkness or whatever, but it's really just like pulling from power. He's not power hungry, but he knows how to control it and raise his power level to a point to where he can overcome his adversary, but not fall to the power hungry way of the dark side. It's a gray Jedi. 
And that's what, this is why Qui-Gon was the best. This is why Luke is the best. This is why Cal Kestis is the best. And Ahsoka to a certain extent too. Because yep. all of them hold the values of the Jedi and the light side and what they are and could be. But they don't hold the traditions of the a council and everything like that. They Thank know you. that they know that, hey, sometimes aggression is kind of necessary or else, you know, and I hate to pull Batman out like this. But this is why Batman's no kill rule is so stupid, because Joker has mm-hmm. killed so many people that yep. he is then indirectly killing people by not taking the Joker out. So and- it's. That's such a good point, and, and and that's and that's such a huge point. You, it's all about. And this is the whole point of Star Wars. Wow, and <laughs> and look at us. No, what I'm about to, what I'm about to say. We we said this, but it's only in one word. I'm about to say it. It just came to me. It's all about balance, and and that's why Star Wars is so poetic, especially with the Anakin story. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the aggression we see the lightness we see what happens when you have both there's a balance mm-hmm. and it's it's so good because it's like you can you can be peaceful and you can be a chill person not pursuing evil and just being a good person but then someone pushes you and someone like is an awful person and is threatening you or people you care about or just people in general is threatening people, then you can... Always seen. Yeah. Then you just like, all right, well, we're not discussing this if you're going to go that way. And just finish it right there. It's a peacekeeper. And that's that's another reason why, like, thank you. That's a peacekeeper. That's why I like in The Mandalorian in the end of season one where we see Luke go, go ham on those death troopers. I was like, oh yeah, that's him. Like he's not he's not afraid to get down. Even when he uses the force, the force crumbling, like you see his hand go like this. I'm like, oh, you understand. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> like, like that's the version of Luke. Like that's it. Yeah. Um no, it it a hundred percent is. And and another thing, like, and this is going to be very, very controversial before I say this, and, and this is kind of off topic. That version of Luke in the first season of The Mandalorian, perfect. Okay? Perfect. Star Wars Battlefront 2, perfect. Mandalor- uh, the Book of Boba Fett? No. That's not my Luke. Okay, great. Thank you. Let, let, me, let me tell you why, and, you're gonna, and I know you're going to agree with me. You can tell, and I hate this, because I felt like John Favreau and and Dave Filoni would have stopped it, but but they didn't, and it makes sense why. You can tell he read the sacred Jedi text because because he gave Grogu the choice to detach from from Dinjar, and I didn't like that at all. I was like, oh, really? You're gonna yell to him right now. Yeah, the whole point is to not. Instead of giving him the choice of leaving or staying, which in hindsight seems like a oh, that's such a good thing to like give him the choice. No, have no. him have him stay there so he can learn to protect himself and the people he cares about. Finish his training. Give him a few years 
like have him grow in the training and learn it to where he can be good on his own. And then if he decides to go find Injarin again, then they can build that rapport as equals and less as, oh, father, son, still have that father, son, you know, relationship, but more so build like a, I protect you, you protect me. We go do the best we can in the galaxy type thing. And and here's the thing. <clears throat> this Luke in Book of Boba Fett, he has fear. Yep. That's the Luke in Episode 8. Yep. That's him. Because they tried to and tie it in. I don't like that. Because you and, there's and I don't two, like that. There's two different versions of Luke in, in Star Wars canon, in my opinion. There's the yep. scared one who is filled with fear and stuck to the old ways and then just at the last moment finds out how to be a Jedi again. And well, then, then, that makes no sense. Why, why would he go off and try to save his friends in episode five? He has no fear. That's the whole point. Yeah. He, he, he makes stupid decisions. Yes. But the whole point is that he, he doesn't fear what he needs to go up against. It's either he doesn't watch you because of emotional impact or he just feel like, feels like he's not ready. That's not fear. That's, That's unpreparedness. And all that takes is more time and more training. And so I feel like so many pieces of media ignore that and are just like, this is Luke's character. He goes through the ups and the downs. No, Luke is supposed to be the best of us. So it's like, how are you going to give him all of these um, arcs of him being scared and all this stuff and trying to make it all emotional when it's like Luke is supposed to be the pinnacle. Like, yes, give him hardships, give him situations, 100%. Yeah, of course. I'm always down with that. But make it to where he is able to come to terms quickly. You know, maybe have a moment, but then be like, no, this is the way of the Jedi. Like, this is the way that it's supposed to be. Not the way of the Council, the way of the Jedi. Because... They're called Grey Jedi, not Grey Sith, meaning yeah. that Grey Jedi are still Jedi. There's just a little gray area in there to where if you push them far enough or if you do something, there's no peace there. Yeah. <laughs> there is destruction for a second until it gets figured out, and then they're a Jedi again. And they so ride the that. The rules are much looser. Yeah, they ride that line until the situation's figured out, and then they're back to peaceful. And that's, again, Qui-Gon, Luke, Cal Kestis, Ahsoka, they are great if they're written well. Because there are certain fans, Dave Filoni being one of them, who knows how to handle that. And Jon Favreau being the other one. They, they know how it's supposed to be because they're fans. Kathleen Kennedy, on the other hand, is not a fan. And I know she wrote some of The Mandalorian and some of Star Wars here and there. She's not a fan. She's a activist, we'll say. She yep. she is she is a let's put them through as many struggles as they can regardless of what character they're supposed to be so that we can build tension so that we can make more money. No. No, 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 no. That is not how this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be you give a character their personality and their beliefs and their overall how they're supposed to be and then you twist it here and there to have them go through hardships and struggles to make the story interesting, but you keep the core of the character solid. You do not yep. change that. She started yep. changing it, which is why stuff started going to crap. 
I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm happy that we both are in the same like boat. Like we know what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would be nuts, like to see. You know what would what would be cool in episode eight? Let's say Ky- uh, Kylo Ren, like his next his next job was to kill Luke Skywalker, and they actually have a fight. But like, but like this Luke Skywalker is our Luke Skywalker. Like he could be fat with a beard, but he still knows like how to get down. Like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't been, you know, gone for long. Like that would be sick. Like he goes full on, like Qui Gon, you know, with the beard and just super wise and chill. Mm-hmm. But then you really piss him off. He goes full, like, okay, boy, you want to play? Yeah, we'll play. Yeah. And then he that would have been sick. And he doesn't kill him because he knows the lineage and everything. And he's like, I am not going to kill you unless you make me. I don't want to kill you and I'm not going to. But there's a line. You cross that line and I know you're not going to come back for it. There's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. And you want to have been cool. If 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 Ren did kill Luke Skywalker, (laughs) I'd love if Luke kept haunting him. That's what he that, that's, that's what he said in episode eight. He said, if you strike me down, I will always be with you. So if we went to episode nine and had him go full Sith like they were planning, and then constantly had Luke over his shoulder, like, hey bud, you uh you really want to do that? You sure about that? What do you think mm-hmm. your mother would think about that? Like stuff like that, almost taunting him in a way. Luke wouldn't he, be that, evil. That's that's new, familiar, and nuts. Like, Luke wouldn't be evil with him, but he would taunt him just enough to, like, make him break. Like, psychologically break. You know what we should do? We should have a little fun project. We should rewrite episode 8 and 9. The way oh, we down. want it. But, like, but like, keep, keep, like, episode 7, it's there. Han mm-hmm. Solo dies, okay? He's done. Like, we, we can't do anything about that. But after that, I think we should build off of that and see, like, what we can do in terms of everyone's stories. Yeah, no, I would absolutely... I, I would love making that an episode. Just right. being oh, like... Let's do that. And you know what we should do to make it harder on us? Keep, let's keep the titles. Ooh. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, let's no. keep the titles and make it better. I would 100% be down for that because the titles would fit better than they mm-hmm. do in the current movies because the Rise of Skywalker, she's not a Skywalker, so she does not rise. Nope. And then, the le- what is it, The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi and uh, Skywalker. Skywalker. So, The Last Jedi does not make any sense because Rey is obviously not the last if there is an in-credit scene of a little kid force-pulling a broom. Right. Like, He's still Force-sensitive. We find out Finn is Force-sensitive. Like, none of those titles make sense. Nope. Like, yeah. And especially if at that same time, Ahsoka is still alive, Ezra is still alive, Calcestis is still alive. Like, they're ignoring the entirety of the Star Wars base if they put those titles on there. So I do want to rewrite it with those same titles, but make it more accurate. And we can add characters, we can add storylines... Anything we want to do, I am 100% down with that. 
we'll make that an episode. We'll 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 be in tune. Yeah. We'll, we'll make that an episode one of these days because that, that sounds lit. After the holidays, we'll see what we can work on. But um, definitely. I, so I don't even. I'm. We're not gonna get to the other movies we were planning yeah, on. We, we'll yeah. make this a Star Wars centric episode because oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> I, I felt like we wanted to rant about this. We just didn't know. The force no. just guided us there. So, <laughs> no, you're a hundred percent right. It's <laughs> like there. There was so much that because we've talked about this off screen, and we have. We I have. wouldn't say ranted, but we have discussed it off of we, the we podcast. Discussed, and we even had some, mm. and we even had some opposing sides for a little bit. For a little bit, then. And like thinking about what we said, like it's weird. Like now we have we kind of changed our points of views mm-hmm. together. So now we're both in like okay, we understand how it's supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm super happy with this episode because, like we said before, we literally made this podcast to be like we're not going to make a big production. We're just going to talk about what we would normally discuss. Just include I you guys. guys. With it. Yeah, I promise, guys, we talk like this constantly. So this is not even us preparing anything. We talk like this constantly. Like, Like, we were honestly, I'll just tell you guys, we were planning on talking about this for maybe like 25, 30 minutes and only focusing on the Ahsoka show. And then going from there and talking about our thoughts on Madam Web and Aquaman the Lost Kingdom coming out. That was the plan before this. And it was a plan made up within like five minutes. But we just went, you know what? This is what we're talking about now. And what, we just... What did Leonard Snart say? Make the plan. Execute the plan. Expect the plan to go off the rails. Throw away the plan. Throw away the plan. Yes, exactly. And that is 100% what our logic is for this entire thing. If we can follow the plan, yep. great. If not, we throw it away and we do whatever we're doing. So... Yep. Yeah, that was literally, we've had conversations like that outside of this. And we do pretty much consistently whenever like a new piece of media comes out or we have an idea about something. We talked about this about the Marvels before we recorded it. Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty much, I think, all we're able to say for this one because we have just ranted for the last hour. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I just want to say thank you, everyone who's still listening. Um... It, this is pretty great. Uh, Garrett and I, we talked about this off, off, uh, you know, offline, off the podcast and, and on it too. But, but we, we just like having fun with this. And this is just a fun thing that he and I like use just so that we can still get closer together. We can still keep talking because it's, it's rough when you're uh, not only having different lives, even just men, two men having different lives. It's also harder when, your your best friend is like ways away so like this is one of those opportunities for him and i to come together and do something together and actually spend some quality time together so we we appreciate you guys being a part of this with us but just know like it's 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 more than that to us this is how we this is how we connect one of one of our ways we we can connect with each other and it's a pretty big deal we were talking about it last night but very quickly but but this is one of the best ways that he and I can actually like feel like we're in middle school again. You know what I mean? Like we can actually like be ourselves in our little area and just opportunity, you know, for other people to look at it, join us, you know, whatever it may be. But th- this brings us back to the early days of, of our 
friendship that we didn't know was going to be this big or, you know, stuff they were going to do. So yeah. one layer would know, like, how much this actually, like, means to us. So we, we appreciate when listening, watching the whole, as, as he would say, the whole ordeal. <laughs> I would say that. I would. But but yeah, thank you everyone for for supporting us in any kind of way because this is this is really fun and we just like talking about this stuff. So yeah, no, it's it's a great time. Like we're obviously grown men. We have jobs. We have our own lives. We have certain things that we do. But there is something specific that you lose when you put your full mind into like. Oh, work. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, and then you start to stress yourself. Yeah. Out. You don't learn to, you, you learn not to have any fun anymore. And, 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 and that was me dur- <clears throat> during that hiatus. That, that was me though. Like I lost that feeling like, like at points, like I'm, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like everyone can listen to this. There have been point. There have been times where you, you kept trying to reach out like, Hey, let's do this. I was like, okay, yeah, let's you know when I'm ready. And then it would never happen. Like just because I was in that 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 headspace of no, I gotta do this, I have to do that. Oh my god, I'm stressed about this. Like I, I need to hurry up. Like it felt like the world was crashing on me. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't. It's just I put myself in that bubble to make it seem like it was like that. You know what I mean? To where I couldn't have fun anymore. And the stuff that I watched, the stuff that I played, it wasn't fun anymore. So like even when you were ready, it, I wasn't. And I wish I would have gotten out of that headspace, you know, a little sooner. But, like, being back here like this, it's it's making it way more fun. Like, way, way more fun. Especially talking about it with you. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that you pointed that out. Just because I was in that headspace for way, way too long. I mean, <laughs> listen, I was there at one point, too, man. Uh, when we... We, we had talked about this at one point, and then we didn't talk for, like, another six months. This wasn't the hiatus. This was before we even started. <clears throat> and then we didn't contact each other for a minute. And then we got together one night over um, Discord and just started talking a little bit. And then we got to talking for, like, it was two and a half hours or something. And we were like, man, we used to do this all the time in middle school and high school. Um, and it sucks because we can't do it as much now. But it was like... I just want to have an outlet that makes us not makes us forget about real life because real life is very important. You've got to have your stuff in order. You got to have your life. That's why sometimes we will take breaks here and there is because real life comes first. But after you get to a point where you're like, all right, I have my headspace cleared. I'm good to go. Let me let me get back to something that I knew was a high point for me. At that point, you are able to get in the headspace where you're not so much being childish, as a lot of people would say these days, but you mm-hmm. are getting to a point where you are like, you know what? I still enjoy this. I still am interested in this. Let me discuss it and talk about it, which a lot and, of people and it's that have lost. Simple. It's, it's just, yeah, and it's that simple. We just enjoy something, and we just want to talk about it. Like, this is, it's that simple and does so much for us. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy how much, like, it's, it's impacted us just wanting to talk about stuff we enjoy. And that's how everyone on the world connects is something that they've been through or something that they enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
again, we appreciate you guys being here and listening. If you've listened this far, um, you know, we very much appreciate you. And um, I mean, if people want to listen, fantastic. We are absolutely here to entertain you guys if we can. But if no one listens, we still don't care. If no one listens, this is still us having fun talking, getting to discuss this kind of stuff and talk more regularly. And then it also provides, I was telling Jay, but it provides me with some fun because I love editing stuff. So editing these videos and the podcast, it's enjoyable for me to de-stress if I had a long day at work or if school starts to get a little much, which I'm starting next month, then this is a good way for me to be like, Whew, okay, let me, let me put my mind to something creative. So yep. again, thank you guys so much for listening and being here and we appreciate you guys and um, we appreciate each other to be honest. <laughs> yes, we do. But um. Uh, any other final words or uh no just thank you so much for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one bye guys see ya